Welcome to the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. Now, here's the Waconia Pulse. Welcome to the show. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, your trusted real estate guides. My name is Laura Falk, and here with me today are teammates Ben Smothers and Ann Smothers, as well as special guest Greg James, the owner of Iron Tap, Bakery on Main, and the Main Scoop in Waconia. Welcome, Greg. We're so excited to have you on the show and appreciate that you took some time out of your day to join us. Today, we are doing our podcast recording via Zoom. So if you're wondering why it sounds a little different, that is why. And we also like to share the date just because things are constantly changing uh, during this time with COVID-19. It is May 18th. Today, we're going to talk about what has been happening since episode three in the real estate world. Then we're going to talk restaurant industry and getting creative with Greg and then finish with some quarantine thoughts, what we miss most, but also the positives we have been able to take away uh, from this unique time. So let's jump right in. As far as a market update, let's start off with some stats. Ben? Yeah, I wanted to touch on some Carver County numbers and then some more specific Waconian numbers kind of over the last 12 months from March 2020. A couple of interesting stats for the rolling 12 months from 2019 to 20. The new listings is actually down 3.4%, which Overall, I mean, that that doesn't maybe seem like that big of a number, but it's going the other way. And even in Waconia, new listings is down 20.5% year over year. So that is, uh, can, you know, the inventory we've kind of been struggling for the last couple of years. And that's just another indicator that it's not, um, not improving like we may have liked. As far as sales prices, those are uh, staying steady, you know, kind of at the same clip, the three to 4% year over year as well, which has kind of been the the average over the the last two to three years. One point people always talk about to me is is price per square foot. That's kind of, you know, when a seller, you look at your square footage of your your, your finished square footage and and you kind of determine that equation to maybe get your, your value. And it's not always the case. You know, there's a bunch of different factors location and age of home and style of home and how big is the lot, ton of different factors, right? Two numbers I'm going to point out is the uh, price per square foot. The average price per square foot in Carver County is $159 a square foot. I think that number takes into equation, you know, your older homes and your brand new construction where older homes are that lower 100 and, and uh, newer homes are pushing that $200 a square foot. In uh, March year over year, the price per square foot in Waconia is up 14.6% from 148 in 2019 to 169. I thought that was a pretty pretty big jump. And that attributes, in my opinion, to lack of inventory and just the lower end homes going for more money, I guess, because they're smaller and they go for higher prices. Yeah, yeah, that buyer demand definitely is is driving up some price. Certainly with the, the pandemic going on right now that people have asked me, has the market totally slowed down? You know, or is it what's happening out there? And, you know, my response is that, you know, the people that have jobs, which truly are about, you know, 80 70 to 80% of the workforce out there and they're still able to purchase and they are taking complete advantage of still these low interest rates and the multiple offer situation is not letting up. I mean, I'm still having buyers and multiple offers and it's definitely still, I guess, a very, very strong market in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely picked up these last few weeks. I think the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine, there was a little bit of a lull while people were figuring out, you know, what right. what they should be doing. Right. And then it sort of picked up as we got into this new routine. And obviously, I think our nice weather in the spring, you know, that always has a push behind it as well. But as far as the pandemic goes, I think, yeah, it definitely has picked up uh, more recently than maybe what it looked like about a month or six weeks ago. Right. Could you, could you imagine if this spring was like last spring with all the water and everybody having to stay home, how <laughs> a depressing <laughs> feeling everyone. We had horror. I think, yeah, right. Thank goodness we have good weather for a pandemic. <laughs> right. Right. About unlocks and everything. Well, as far as the kind of the governor's most recent address, May 18th, the stay at home expired and now the Stay Safe Minnesota has been implemented, which uh, I guess the biggest change coming out of that then is the some retail stores are able to open with certain protocol in, pr- in place. And then you can gather up to 10 people by practicing, you know, social distancing and uh, encouraging people to wear masks if they are going to get together like that. Another piece that has actually changed with that is our stagers. We work with a stager to do an in-home consult, usually with our listings, and they were doing virtual uh, versions leading up to now uh, as they weren't essential or able to um, work in others' homes, so they are now able to do so. Um, There's also been kind of a change with some appraisals. I don't know if you guys have seen this out there too, but I've had a few where they're doing like drive-by or desk appraisals versus entering the home. And where are the values coming in? The one, the one I've had recently was fine. Uh, I think I've got another one that's going that route as well, but we'll we'll see. I should be hearing about that one uh, hopefully this week. A couple Facebook, you know, realtor groups and sites. I know some other realtors have had some issues with with pricing and value on those, and some are saying they're okay. So a little different. Obviously, a regular appraisal, they enter the home and you know inspect, and mm-hmm. that's been different with the COVID. Um, but yeah, I guess everyone else involved in that real estate transaction is still working. People are still open, including, you know, title lending inspectors, uh, appraisers, photographers, stagers, sign companies. So everybody's still open for business. Um, there isn't anybody that's not able to work uh, within those industries. So, you know, that's also why the real estate market is still going. So what do you feel is the hottest market in Waconia currently? Well, I would absolutely say that anything under 300 and, and even a little bit above 300 and that three, you know, 320 or 3, you know, 30 mark, it's truly, if it's presented, you know, in good condition, it's not lasting long again at all. I, I looked just today, I believe there was 27 active listings, but of those 27 I believe there were 10 that had offers on a met at inspection or something else. So literally we are down to about 17, 18 listings in Waconia in a town the size of, you know, 11,000 people. So there's not a lot of choices out there. If people do want to, you know, make a move here or, you know, move up or move down or whatever. Um, this is like, I think we've talked about before that this, this is not a financial crisis. This is a health crisis. And this, market that we're in is going to stay strong, I feel, you know, going to hold its own because of just our location. We are going to kind of see a, a second more, you know, a, a burst similar to the spring market, maybe a little bit later this summer, or early fall, which is usually a busy time anyway, you know, as well. But I think 
we did have some listings, you know, drop off with, with this that we're hoping to sell this year that might revisit that right. you know, in the next couple of months. So yep. yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens as we get through this time of the year. And I agree with you. I think that whole spring market, I think it, it was there for a while and then, um, you know, kind of people were got a little cold feet, but I think it's going to be a second push definitely in, in July, August and September even. Well, great. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk with Greg regarding his business and what he's doing during this time. And we're back. Greg, thanks again for being here. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? To start off, I'm originally uh, Northern Indiana. However, my wife uh, grew up in Waconia. So We've been here probably about, I think, 13 years now. I love the community and kind of uh, just a quick story of how we came back here. We, Bree and I met in Colorado, decided to move to Waconia to be closer to her family once we started to have a family. And the kind of the way we got involved in the community and opening the restaurant um, was just kind of on a whim where we moved here and wanted wanted to see more restaurants, kind of wish we were more restaurants are here. And we were actually in Needham Prairie at a restaurant there and said, uh, my wife said, we would open one of these in Morconia and just kind of went for it and uh, didn't have any experience really when it came to the restaurant business, which I don't recommend. But we we kind of knew what we wanted. We loved to go out to eat and uh, dined, you know, all the time and just kind of went for it and found a really cool building. As for now, we um, have the restaurant and it'll be our five-year anniversary coming up in June so we're going to try and celebrate some way or another. I don't know what that means, but we're going to celebrate somehow. Um, and then sure. we'll have our ice cream shop and the bakery as well. Exciting. Uh, the cocktail lounge kind of came shortly after that as well, correct? And then it kind of, uh, yeah. from there, ice cream. Yeah, and so like then- I said, five years to the restaurant, the um, Frost and Steam had closed and that building was um, there was another business that went in there and then, um, we just, we, we had no intentions of that being part of iron tap, but when it became avail- available for sale, uh, it was just the perfect fit at that time. And we had the little ice cream shop building, the small building next to us. We were struggling to find a purpose for that. And we had uh, done private parties in there and it was just kind of a, it wasn't really a good flow thing at all. So when I when Frost and Steam closed down with the ice cream, I think they were open for thirty some years, something like that. They they just said they were done with it, uh, so they closed down. So we didn't have ice cream on Main Street anymore. So we're, I, I I said to Bria, I'm like, why don't we just open up an ice cream shop in that little space that we were struggling to find use for, and get this building, and then connect it, and that can be our overflow lounge area. Um, bar, cocktail, whatever we wanted to do. We could do parties in there. There were so many uses and we were struggling with space to begin with. So it was a perfect fit and it was kind of a dream scenario. And it was like, okay, that's, that's all we can do with this business anymore. And it, you know, we can't really put any more pressure on the kitchen and that's what we're doing. Um, and then after that, after about two years after that, open the lounge, we wanted to utilize the space even more and decided to open a bakery. Um, and the bakery was just something that I, I've been wanting to do for a while. And I knew the community wanted it and um, I knew it would work. So it was just kind of the entire fit and whole process where we just 
we had the ice cream, we had the restaurant, and then what's the next thing is the bakery. So yeah. after that, that's where, that's when we're done. We can't do any more. <laughs> Sounds busy. <laughs> so with COVID-19, we, we were thinking of, you know, different business owners locally and who we could interview. We do our monthly podcast and uh, you've really stood out in the restaurant world and in our community. I love kind of looking forward to fun posts and videos, um, you know, out in the social world and it's a good time for a laugh. So um, I guess, you know, let's, let's talk creativity a little bit. Um, what have you been doing or the route that you've taken with, with uh, the restaurant? It was pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. When they first said shut down, no one knew what to do. And then I think what we did that worked really well is that we fought from the beginning and we started looking ahead. Uh, and a perfect example is he, I, the governor allowed off-sale liquor uh, temporarily. And that was probably, I don't know, five, six weeks in. It, I think it was the that same day that they shut down restaurants and got my off-sale license. I started that process. I said, I'm going to look ahead here. And I'm like, how can I survive? What can we do here? And I knew Sorry. off-sale was a big part of it. So we went and I worked with the city and uh, Susan Arntz. Uh, just got on top of it and we had to act instantly. You know, some of these government benefits that are out there uh, really benefited people who fought from the beginning. And I've seen, I've seen several different ways, you know, people have fought for it or just kind of gave up and the people who are fought are going to be okay. And the people who gave up, it's going to be tougher for them. It really is. So that's one side of it. But the uh, creative side, the social media just kind of took the whole costume idea where we were delivering curbside with costumes was just kind of a, it just happened where one of my managers brought in a hamburger costume as a joke. And she brought it in and it's like, here, Greg, you should wear this. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I put it on and then someone videoed me that night and then it kind of got on social media and spread around. I'm like, oh, this could be a funny thing. And then it kind of snowballed where people were giving me costumes left and right and mailing them. I had someone mail from California costumes um, and dropping them off. And so now Iron Tap looks like Party City. There are (laughs) costumes on hooks. And it's just, I I, I was just thinking yesterday, Mike, how am I going to track these people down to get their costumes back? (laughs) So, So that was a fun thing. And then we did some videos. It was a fun way to stay connected. And just social media is huge now, obviously, because everybody's staying home and you right. got to connect with the audience and stay with them. So besides a hamburger, what have been some of the other costumes? Uh, we did Darth Vader. We did uh, Gorilla, T-Rex. Um, we did a fishing opener, I think was a fun, creative one. We did, um, I had waders and uh, I manufactured a hook on my fishing pole that was safe. It wasn't the regular hook and we delivered food that way to the car we did rainbow unicorn was probably the most embarrassing one but (laughs) so that's awesome yeah i know i've been seeing so much um you know comments and feedback on those you know saying people are really appreciating the laugh during just a strange time just to have some humor come into the the social media stream besides you know news and all of that so so as far as the restaurant with the the takeout being you know, the primary at this moment in time, what does your day-to-day look like now versus the previous time? Right. You know, the difference now is that we, there's a ton of planning you have to do and all these ideas and all the things that we try and do to stand out. And I see every restaurant's kind of doing the same thing or trying to come up with different ideas. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of planning. Uh, Our day-to-day is we come in, we kind of get prepared, we get the specials, we post those early on social media. I've kept on most of my staff, so we're all busy doing stuff. So we all come in, we get prepared, we post a special at 10.30, and then 11 o'clock, we start taking phone calls for pickup after 4 p.m. 
So right at 11, if we have a good special going, like our burger and fries Tuesday or taco Tuesday, whatever it is, people call instantly and both phones are ringing. And then we get our tickets out. We lay them out on the table. And the kitchen guys aren't making any food right away unless there's a lunch order coming through. They're, the tickets are just constantly printing out. And then that, that process probably takes from 11 to 3 to 4 o'clock. And then come 4 o'clock, we put on the costume. So a couple of questions I have regarding... Uh regarding that, you know, obviously when you own a restaurant, your, your big ticket um, for your revenue is liquor sales, right? Alcohol sales yeah. Um, yeah. with the off sale. How does, how did you incorporate that? You know, the off sale isn't um, it's just, it's an add on uh, type thing. Now I'm getting, what I'm doing is I'm getting unique, hard to find craft beer. So that's what we specialize in. I'm not getting, I'm not selling Coors Light because I'm not going to make any money off that. I'm getting beers that you can't get in Waconia and you'd have to drive an hour away. So, so I have a question. What is, what is it going to look like once you can open up and have, uh, I, no <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My best guess is 50% capacity, which we work right now. We're working on a layout on how we're going to do that. Uh, the yeah. good thing for us is that we have our patio. So right. people, the fresh air that helps, I think. Um, and right. we're going to lose our, use our lounge space, which was just cocktails only. We're going to use that for dining, um, sure. but, but it's going to be, it's, it's tough. I, I think the governor is going to announce pretty soon on what some guidelines are. Um, sure. We kind of have an idea and just like we didn't know what the takeout was going to be. You kind of have to have us an idea and then go with it and adapt and evolve. You were talking about your beginning with all the buildings. Were, did you ever run into any real estate problems purchasing those buildings? Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. I did the frost and steam building. Yeah. It's an interesting story. I'll tell you a little bit about it, but we didn't know that was for sale. So they, it was a business, like I said, they've been there 30 years and I think, uh, Barb was her name. Maybe one of you know, but, um, she'd run frost and steam forever and I knew her well, she was right next door to us and she never mentioned to me it was for sale and kind of secretly sold it. And I wish you would have just come to me and because the price it was sold at was not what I paid for it. <laughs> so oh, yeah, we had the, there was a lady who had business in there and came in and uh, she, she did okay with that building. Let's just say that when she turned around and sold it to us, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of a rough deal, but it meant more to us than it meant to anybody else. Um, and bottom line, we, we obviously went for it and bought the building, and I'm happy we did. There's two apartments upstairs. It means a lot to us to have that building. So I think in the long run, it will definitely be worth it, but we paid more than sure. what I wanted to. Well, great. I think we'll wrap up this segment. Thanks again, Greg, for spending some time with us today and for the laughs over these last few months. I, I just love the creativity I've been seeing out there during these challenging times, and I hope some of it does stick as we move forward. I think there's been some great new ideas and systems that have developed. Uh, check out Iron Tap Bakery on Main and the Main Scoop on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening today. We're going to conclude with some non-real estate conversation. What have we come to miss during this quarantine? And then also on the flip side, what positives can we take away? So a little, a little uh, sad first and then uh, maybe some happy following. So what do we miss guys? What's, 
What's well, hard my, to... uh, my number one miss is baseball. This time of year is always, you know, the, the twins are playing. You can go to the ballpark or you listen to, listen to them on the radio and game every day. Uh, and even playing baseball in the summer, we're not able to do that yet. And that's uh, probably been the toughest, uh, most odd feeling for, for me in this time of year because it's already almost summer. I think I actually miss um, coming into the office regularly. I mean, I I feel like now I've gotten into the habit actually of just being at home, but I do miss the energy in the office and I do miss talking to everybody and kind of sharing what's happening, sharing listings, sharing buyer needs, you know, in a day-to-day fashion. It's a little bit, I'm, I'm the, the isolation has kind of worn me down a little bit it's like I wake up you know and it's like oh, what do you you know it's another day yeah <laughs> Groundhog's day. yeah and it's not that I'm not busy I'm very productive but it's like I at home you just kind of feel like okay I don't even have to fix myself up I don't have to put make you know it's like you don't feel like you're out there yeah well I'll kind of piggyback off of that too is like same thing, just kind of the, the energy of being in more of a social situation. I, I know sometimes too, I like to like go to a coffee shop and just open my laptop and, you know, get some work done, but it's just fun being in an environment where there's buzz and people and, and energy. And I find that I'm missing that. And, you know, same with like restaurants and things too, just having that kind right. of social setting around you. Um, it has been very different kind of getting used to not having that. One thing in our business, I think that I've missed is, you know, the the handshake when you first meet somebody, it's kind of, you know, you walk up to them and don't know how to it's awkward. interact yeah. a little bit just because, you know, I'm sure they're yeah. thinking the same, same exact thing, but I think the handshake is a, uh, you know, a part of it that is, you know, a connection. Travel, I guess that as well. I find that I am missing travel, but even in the extent of just like local travel and stuff too, or like going home and staying with, you know, family or, or going over and visiting them. I feel the urge to have a change of scenery, I think. That's exactly. And and everybody's feeling it. I mean, that's we're probably lucky that we do get to go out and we are we can, you know, go on listing appointments and still act somewhat normal. I mean, I am hearing from all sorts of people that are just literally shuffling around in their pajamas all day. No, we are we are lucky that we are still able to get out and and do our jobs mostly normally obviously with Right. some changes but um right. yeah it is good let's flip it what's been good what's been a good positive well on my notes I have video which I'm not <laughs> not very good at still but I think that's been good for the the industry as a whole and, and more agent more people in our industry have had to lean on the video to showcase and I think it's going to be even you know more part of it than before yeah, yeah kind of some forced forced change I guess but good in the long run, you know, sort of like what we talked about with Greg with, you know, having to adapt a little bit and uh, utilize things, maybe not necessarily by, you know, choice, but once you kind of made the switch or started incorporating it, it becomes a little easier. Well, personally, I think that it sounds corny, but when you have a safe house and you're, you wake up every day and you know that you are just okay. I mean, that brings you down to like a level of, gosh, this pandemic has made me realize really how great my life is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, for me, I guess the positives coming out of this is, 
you know, we, we spend so much time kind of out of our homes with different, you know, socializing or events or, or commitments that, you know, being in, in the house, um, you know, I find like I need to get out <laughs> one. So I've been, you know, utilizing some of the great trails that we have in this area or just kind of being more on a schedule where I'm moving and, and working out and making that, you know, a part of my new regular day you know, every day, which has been great. And I'm going to continue trying to do that. So just kind of appreciating the outdoors, you know, more has been something I've noticed that has come out of this positively. And I've been oh. cooking more, which has been fun. Um, yes. <laughs> we've been ordering a lot of takeout as well, but you know, just, just cooking more is, has been different and um, kind of a nice change and reading. I used to read a lot and now I find that I save my reading for like vacations <laughs> primarily. Yeah, I've been through a book or two, and that's been nice, kind of a nice change up from my regular routine. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Check out our website at smothersfolk.com, and please hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you found us on today, and would appreciate a rating and a review. We are active on Facebook, facebook.com backslash smothersfolkrealtygroup, and on our Instagram which is at Smothersfolk Realty Group. There are tons of ways to connect with us. Just reach out and let us know how we can be of help to you at this time. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group. Stay well and thanks for checking your pulse. This has been the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. You can find them online at smothersfalk.com, which is S-M-O-T-H-E-R-S-F-A-L-K.com. If you have a Waconia or real estate related question or comment that you would like included on this podcast, please call 612-352-9177. Again, that's 612-352-9177. Make sure you tell us to which show you are calling to contribute. And please know that we may include your voice recording in future episodes of this podcast. The Waconia Pulse was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, Remax Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting. 